0: wonderful day, and thank you for letting me into your home and heart. I remain the voice of one. One need above all else, common to all human beings, is salvation and deliverance from sin's stranglehold. This need is crucial because it is ever-present, regardless of one's station in life. Sin does not discriminate. It is present in all human beings, whether they are politicians, police officers, judges, justice of supreme courts, business people, Nobel laureates, drivers, gate attendants, street sweepers, indeed, everyone. Sin leads to selfish, wicked, cruel, and evil actions. While some people may willingly follow the path of sin, most do not want to succumb to his temptations, but find themselves unable to resist sin. This struggle is aptly captured in Scripture by the Apostle Paul, who spoke of his personal experience as recorded in the message translation of Romans chapter 7 from verses 15 through to 25. Thus... I decide one way, but then I act another, doing things I absolutely despise. So if I can't be trusted to figure out what is best for myself and then do it, it becomes obvious that God's command is necessary. But I need something more. For if I know the law, but still can't keep it, and if the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions, I obviously need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes. I can will it, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, But I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. My decisions, such as they are, don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time. It happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's command, but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight parts of me covertly rebel and just when I least expect it, they take charge. I've tried everything and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? The answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and thus, He acted to set things right in this life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind, but I'm pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. And this, brethren and friends, is the daily dilemma faced by all humans. We know what is right to do, but we lack the power so to do. We know what is wrong, but we cannot stop ourselves from doing them. If a person remains in this condition for long, they could fall into despair and depression, and sadly, some have even resorted to suicide. If you are like me, you want to stop doing wrong and start living right. So the next question will be, how can I overcome the stranglehold of sin over my life? Paul provided a solution he found, and that is Jesus Christ. Scripture informs us that what is impossible for humans to achieve is possible with God. While we are unable to save ourselves from sin's stranglehold, God, through Jesus Christ, has made it possible for us to overcome the power of sin. Jesus triumphed over sin, Satan, and all other demons when he died on the cross and removed our sins in the process. It is written in the easy-to-read version of Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 through to 15. Thus, you were spiritually dead because of your sins and because you were not free from the power of your sinful self, but God gave you new life together with Christ. He forgave all our sins because we broke God's laws. We owed a debt, a debt that listed all the rules we failed to follow. But God forgave us of that debt. He took it away and nailed it to the cross. He defeated the rulers and powers of the spiritual world with the cross. He won the victory over them and led them away as defeated and powerless prisoners for the whole world to see. God's forgiveness of our sins shatters, crushes, and destroys sin's power over us, ensuring that sin no longer dominates our lives. But for your sins to be forgiven, you must ask God. While God is ever willing to forgive our sins, we are often unwilling to ask Him, why? Most people do not know the value of God's forgiveness. So let me address the issue of repentance from sin as it relates to forgiveness. Repentance from sin occurs when people realize that they are sinners and desire to be delivered from the stranglehold of sin and the evil and eternal consequences it brings. It should be noted that all human beings are sinners Primarily because they are born sinners and secondarily because being born sinners, they cannot help but sin. Therefore, it does not matter how much you try, you will find yourself constantly thinking of and doing evil things which before God are alike. Realizing that you are a sinner is the first step to being free from sin. The next step is getting rid of sin and its far-reaching consequences in your life. Finally, you must ensure that you do not return to a sinful lifestyle. Dealing with these next steps is where Jesus Christ comes in. Jesus did not come to the earth to become a religious leader or the founder of a new religion. No, among other things, he came to pay the price for the sins of humanity in a manner that is acceptable to God and that will eradicate sins influence over humans. The punishment for sin is death, a punishment all sinners deserve for living contrary to God's will and order. We are not just speaking of death as we know it, but eternal death, which is a permanent separation from God and the pleasures that abound in Him. A poor comparison would be the locking up of a person together with hardened criminals in the world's most dangerous prison for the rest of their life. In hell, which is God's prison, Satan is the leader of the criminals, and they are not a pretty bunch. They are evil, wicked, and show no mercy. They are indeed diabolical. Now, imagine being locked up with this forever. To spare humans from going to hell, a substitute was needed to bear their punishment for sin. This substitute had to be sinless and therefore undeserving of the death of a sinner. It is like a mother volunteering to receive the punishment meant for her erring child. That substitute was Jesus. He was born without sin, for he was born of a virgin, meaning that the seed of sinful man was not involved. He lived a sinless life and was completely obedient to God, allowing himself to die the death of a sinner, though without sin. Thus, on the cross, Jesus took our place and the punishment for our sins, which we deservedly should have received. In willingly dying on the cross, Jesus fully obeyed the Father and became the acceptable substitute for sinners and the sacrifice for the atonement of sin. All the sinner needs to do now is to acknowledge Jesus' atonement for sin, seek God's forgiveness, and receive God's gift of salvation from sin. All those who willingly accept Jesus' sacrifice on the cross as payment for their sins and ask forgiveness for their sins, receive God's salvation and assurance of eternal life. This is the good news or gospel message, and it is the basis of faith in Jesus Christ. As Jesus said in John chapter 3, verse 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. To obtain God's salvation, a person must accept, believe, and be convinced that Jesus is the Son of God who has paid the penalty for their sins. This is one part of repentance. The other is turning away from sin by confessing and forsaking it. King David said in the Good News Bible translation of Psalm 32 verse 5, I did not concede my wrongdoings. I decided to confess them to you and you forgive all my sins. God empowers us to overcome sin when we repent and are forgiven of our sins. This repentance begins when we admit that we are sinners. We then ask Jesus into our lives to save us from sin's eternal consequences. Thus, Jesus destroys sin's power and the Holy Spirit comes to renew our spirits, enabling us to live as God intends. The combination of our conviction and confession of Jesus as the Son of God and Savior from sin results in our conversion into sin-free children of God. If false preachers have misled you into believing that giving money or doing good or great deeds will save you, please be aware that salvation does not come that way. Salvation only comes when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Salvation is never obtained through charitable deeds, but through faith in Jesus' sacrificial death. Salvation is freely available to all, regardless of one's terrible past or present actions, beliefs, or religion. Once you receive God's salvation, you must live according to His will, henceforth. Would you like to receive God's salvation right now? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for that which you have spoken in our hearing today. I ask Almighty and everlasting God that as many as have realized that they are sinners and are seeking and asking you for forgiveness for their sins, answer them speedily and grant unto them the free gift of salvation for their lives with the evidence of joy, peace, and righteousness in their lives. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. We can be reached after this broadcast by text or by calling us on either 0807 777 5630 or 0803 777 9931. The numbers to call or send text to again are 0807 777 5630 or 0803-777-9931 I really would love to hear from you God bless you and goodbye